0: We're starting in five, four, three, two. So yes. You, I, I I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm so excited because uh, I wanted to start. But you, you're the text you sent me about today was uh, seemed you didn't put it in all caps, but I felt like it was all caps for some reason <laughs> of the excitement that you had. Can I start? Can I go first? Please i'm coming to visit you (laughs) in denver a lot uh, for those of you who don't know and and who aren't engineering uh people who can tell we're in different places that's funny because i will talk to people uh, like engineers uh from different radio stations they're like you guys aren't in the same place are you i'm like no like i could tell it's always that i can tell it's what i do um so Alice in Denver, I am in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona area, uh, Tempe, Arizona, and uh, we meet once or twice or whatever each week over a program uh, called Wirecast, and we can see each other when we're doing it so we don't jump on each other like we did at the beginning of this, but <laughs> that's my fault uh, because I was so excited. But I'm going to come uh, to Denver and be on The Daily Blast Live, which is really where I mostly found out about Al outside of the radio show, The Bob and Tom Show, which is syndicated all over the country. But I'm, I'm very uh, excited about that.
1: So it's going to be great. I mean, I'm actively trying to recruit you and your family to Denver. It's beautiful here. We need some Calendos running around.
0: that's that's been said a couple of times uh (laughs) once in chicago i believe in the 80s and then they were like where'd they go
1: so well uh you you led me right into uh my first thing uh i want to talk to you about this week uh i was in chicago this week that city is so much fun it should be illegal like what i think there are parts of my family were Yes. Oh, (laughs) it just seems like uh, a couple of were the last thing people saw before the trunk shut. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of truth to that. Hey, you know, it was what it was. The good old days when you can get away with stuff. Now everything's on. (laughs) (laughs) So you were on Chicago doing a date, doing a. a, a I ended up doing a bunch of shows. Uh, Turns out, Frank, I just really love doing stand up. (laughs) So, yeah, I was scheduled to do uh, four shows, ended up doing eight a couple of daytime shows. Which wait, 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 wait! How do you end up doing daytime shows? They have uh, brunch shows in Chicago. Like what? One what are you talking about? Where? What? Like a club? Like uh, hotels, clubs, kind of bars, uh, kind of tucked away places. And uh, I did in this. I, I, Frank, I am going to try to not be hyperbolic when I say this. I did a three p.m. show called Paper Machete at the Green Mill Lounge in um in Chicago. It may have been the most fun I've had on stage in 10 years. One, I don't believe you. Two, (laughs) I don't blame Uh, you. That was a lunchtime show? It's a lunchtime show. What it is, it's kind of a salon show. There's a house band. There's spoken word. There's a singer. There's an impressionist. And it's not like you go up one by one. It's it's in this really big bar. I mean, they told me to get there at 2.30. So in my head, I heard... 2.45. 2.45. Right. So I roll were, I were in there 2.45 on a Saturday afternoon. Frank, it was beyond standing room. How this big was, is the room? Uh, 400 people. Real. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it, it's a packed bar, packed, to the point where there's no place for the entertainers to stand. And uh, it just moves. i up doing that show. It was so much fun. Uh, and then ended up doing shows right up until I did my, uh, uh I did my uh my other two headline and up sets, and then I did a burlesque show, in which I did comedy while the dancers changed, which was kind of like I felt like a throwback. I I
0: i I, I don't even uh, I can't comprehend this. The last daytime show that I probably did outside of a corporate event, um, was probably a lunch show at a college. Oof. Where they were basically booing me off the stage and trying to get their spaghetti.
1: Yes, uh, the college shows, and we'll talk. We we could do two hours on college shows. I don't know how many you did. I didn't do a ton, but I did a lot. And the way that they just throw the money at you without any kind of setup, or you just get there, and it's like you landed from a helicopter from Nam. They don't know why you're there. Uh, I'm supposed to talk to Christina. She's the head of student affairs. Uh, I'm Christina. Wait, uh, it's, oh, what is today? Okay. It's well, today. Um, tell uh, Frank, Frank Calamine, Calamine is here. He's, uh, he, the kn- lotion comic. The, yeah, do, yeah, Calamine. Oh, oh, that show, that show got moved to the library annex. You're going to be two doors over and there's no one. They don't, there's no right. setup or anything. It's such a weird thing with colleges because they pay so well.
0: Yeah. I, I, it but i just went out there. i was young enough at the time where i just went out there did it and i was making more money for that than i could in a week at a club so yeah, that why why not just do it that was yeah. the you go for it when you're starting out you get an hour of stage time and you can work on stuff and they it doesn't matter if it doesn't all work they can have fun and sometimes there might be nine people there uh but that's that's just the the way to go so I'm going to I'm going to be visiting you in Denver. You were just in Chicago. Then I'm on my way to Philadelphia, uh, doing a show at the Parks Casino. I, I, you might do brunch shows. I do casinos, <laughs> and Ooh. then Atlantic City Ocean's uh, Casino Resort in. Uh, And then back here for for working on more podcasts. We were originally today going to have, and you're going to, for everybody listening, we know we we meander around a bit. We've had some shows where we're pretty focused. We've had some shows where we're all over the place. We've had some shows with some guests. What we're going to do now is we're bringing on a couple new people um, that have seen the show, heard the show, producer, uh, some other social media types to help us. Start uh, funneling our energy in the right direction,
1: and uh, people seem to like our... You're making us sound like kids from the Upward Bound program. We're going to take that negative energy, Frank, that you used to break into cars, <laughs> and we're going to teach you how to <laughs> canoe this summer. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're going to make a canoe.
0: We're going to make a canoe, and we're, we're going <laughs> to canoe in some rapids. We're going to make it tougher. No, I think I think it's it's I think we've had it's it's been going very well, and people like our repartee, our uh, chemistry, but I I think we've uh, and we've talked about this a little bit, texted back and forth. It, to, you and I both are not the type of person that understand time constraints and where a show should meander, so or or do less meandering and focus. Neither of us is the most focused person in the world. I don't think two Uh, comics are you serious yeah come on i know so uh we'll be working on that we're gonna start uh working on a little bit more of the social media aspect of stuff and uh what was the thing that you had you had texted me so excited about something first and something that something we'll get to that made me incredibly nervous uh because i'm gonna need to hear more about it i know Um, what it is too. Yeah, well, you. The, the, so, where did you where did you want to start today? Did you have? Uh,
1: I, I wanted to start. Uh, let's, food poisoning?
0: Your food poisoning. That's what <laughs> right. really excited me. What is that? Yeah. Was that in Chicago at your brunch show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't eat. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was so excited for the. Wait chart. a second! You eat. got food poisoning without eating? I got food poisoning the next day. The brunch show is Saturday. This show. Uh, first of all, this club had a Sunday show, which I haven't done a Sunday show in a year. Yeah, uh, just clubs don't have them that much anymore. So I did a Sunday show and at about two o'clock, uh, you know, I was going to get some room service, but I was not even some room. Just go down to the bar. Let's stop room service. Uh, I was going to go down and get some food. I was like, oh, I'm in Chicago. So much great food. What a waste. So I went to this. I will just say African restaurant. I won't say what part of Africa that way. I don't want to hate on anybody's business but i went uh i got some marinated chicken and some incredible rice had a nice pleasant meal and came back home came back to the uh, hotel and frank i don't know if you've ever done this like where you're kind of lining yourself like you're on the elevator and you're like man my stomach feels strange but you know whatever and uh, i sat my butt on the bed and like went to extend my feet on the bed my head on the pillow and before either one of them touched I just stood right back up and went to the bathroom and um, me and the bathroom had a little chit chat.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, I was messing around with the cameras there for a second. And as you were talking about it, the the cameras were having a little chit chat. So I like that. It was, it was discombobled as your stomach. When I went from camera to camera, I was like, "Oh God, oh God!" Then I'm pressing buttons, trying to get back, trying to figure out what I did. So, continue. I'm sorry. I just wanted you to uh, know that because if you have somebody look back at they're like, "What was that?" I'm like, Frank's playing with buttons again,
1: <laughs> which sounds wait, like my imaginary friend. Frank's playing wait, with not. buttons again. My, where's Daddy? He's playing with his buttons. He's under a lot of stress. So,
0: all right. So you're in the, uh,
1: you're uh, incapacitated. You're. I was, uh, I would say, from two to six. I was just down, a man down. And, uh, you know, I, I I have thoughts on this, and I've kind of spoken on it before, but I wanted to d- – do you remember the last time that you got food poisoning? I, I don't know if I've ever known that I've gotten food
0: poisoning. That's, that's – I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to think <sighs> – I always, I always attribute it to something else. I, I, I couldn't tell you if I've actually even ever gotten food poisoning. I, I really don't know.
1: Do You uh, have lived it. I cannot believe that from a, a guy who's on the road as much as you. Uh yeah, I, I got food poisoning the last time I was in Japan, and uh, I'm. Well, I don't go like, to
0: Japan, so that's why I don't get food poisoning.
1: Well, I was over there doing USO tours, and I, you know, there's KFC and stuff there. I was like, I don't want to come all the way to Japan and be eating pizza the whole time. So I stopped Wait a second, the, pizza at KFC, what? Pizza Hut.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said KFC, right? And then you oh, said yeah. pizza. I, no, I'm joking. I'm being yeah. a jerk.
1: No, I, I did go to KFC in South Korea cuz that was the only thing I could read. <laughs> I, li- I was the only I was like, I look, I'm going to be and if there's a Best Western I'll be in there too. But yeah, I got a, I got food poisoning in Japan from street fish. I just ate a fish that some guy fried on, you know, fried on in his cart off the street. And I would say I was sick within, I don't know, seventy one seconds of that. Huh. Uh, and there's nothing like being on a US Army base with food poisoning because there's nothing you're in the barracks. So you're just <laughs> sick. It's not like any T V where you're like, oh, I'll just binge watch Game of Thrones. You just sit there like I'm just gonna be sick five thousand miles from home. I can, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I can I don't I are you pretty good about eating out or do you eat the same things or what? Uh yeah, I tend to just eat
0: the I have a like I'll eat eggs in the morning so I can count the calories. I'll try and eat eggs and then some toast and bacon. And then the hash browns are what you usually get me because that'll be like three or 400 calories of potato or something. Other than that, it would have been 600 calories for breakfast and be perfect. I'll try and get that. Now I'm salivating because I'm thinking of breakfast. And I haven't eaten for a bit, there you uh, go. but then I'll try and find like a Panera because Panera is fairly healthy. And that's I can always get the turkey avocado kind of salad or sandwich or something. So I'll I'll try and find the main things. I don't I don't like to eat before I go on, and I try to eat things I know when I'm on the road. It's uh, when I was in Vegas, I used to go on. I used to eat at the the restaurant in the hotel beforehand. And sometimes they need a steak and a big salad. And sometimes I would just be halfway through that show and I would be working on tightening my stomach muscles. <laughs> I would just be like, and, and breathing. And I was doing Lamaze. Those are male Kegels. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they were, they, it was brutal. One time I remember racing, just racing. Off the stage afterward I didn't think I was going to make it I'm just sitting there and I'm I wasn't sitting I was standing there and I'm thinking to myself there's no way I can get through this show
1: breathe
0: and then I would do some impressions that had a lot of energy this was the lowest energy show from me (laughs) of all time but there were certain things that I would just burst out with a lot of energy and it would be like "Eh," and then I'd be like oh and just you gotta hold and tighten and it really is that that king like you're talking about. It very, and I I got off the stage and I just ran, and it was just the let's just call it the uh, volcano. That's <laughs> the it was brutal, and that that happened a couple of times.
1: I was going to ask you: Have you ever had to, in all your years, uh, make it sound like you're Gandalf in all your years back before there was a stage, Frank? Uh, d- <laughs> have you ever had to get off stage early? uh i do not think i've ever left
0: early other than maybe five minutes uh but i've never left uh uh i've heard stories of people having to to get off the stage pretty quickly but i don't believe i've ever
1: i'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's anything do you i mean have you it, ha- it happened to me one time and i don't think people know how rare it is because even like this weekend that sunday show i went up with food poisoning and it wasn't a, you know i had uh what i consider a really good show and got off and was immediately sick again. But I think there is that adrenaline rush that, that cannot be discounted. And that's why it's so rare that however sick you are, it overrides. Because I've had friends that have um, had to leave early, and I was like, oh, wow, I couldn't imagine what you would do. Smash cut to me Well, I've been in Denver two years, so this must be maybe three years ago. Uh, I had gotten here, and I was getting ready for some TV part, so I was working out twice a day, but mind you, I was not respecting how much fluid you need to drink when you're here, how much water, and just like altitude sickness. So I'm working out like I always would, and I was wondering why I was so tired. And the you know the it was like a seven thirty and nine forty five show. It was like Saturday night, and you know I, they picked me up at like seven o'clock for the show, and I just feel like crap, man. I just I I never been like not talking to the guy that picked me up because I just felt that bad, but I just kind of was like, and he's like are you okay? I'm just like, I'm fine. I was like, it'll go away when I get to the show. Open act goes up. I still feel terrible. Middle act goes up. He's killing. I am feeling worse. I go on stage and the the, the audience for that 730 show was like a, a TV taping audience. They were, they were just, you know, when like sometimes the audience is laughing so much, you're like, that that was not that funny. Like they're just—they were, just, they were an incredible oh, yeah. on it. That's
0: that's most of my shows.
1: I know it's hard, it's, it's it's tough. It's hard. It's hard tough. out here on a pimp. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh. And I was probably twenty minutes in, and for somebody that has never sweated on stage or sweat on stage, I don't know what the singular or plural of that is. I started getting those cold sweats where they start dripping. I think it's down. past
0: tense. I think it's past tense. Sweated. sweated like yeah. First you went to Brown. <laughs>
1: I'm not a smart man. Plural.
0: Plural. Plural uh, past tense is yes, what's the uh, plural? What's the uh, present progressive past tense plurality?
1: It is well within my rights to get dumber, Frank. I'm with, I'm, you're, you're doing we'll great it, today. I'm cycling down. Uh,
0: I, I knew what you meant, but I, I, I don't, I rarely do I get a chance to correct a guy from
1: Brown. I love it. Okay. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So anyway, so I'm sweating. And, you know, like I you kind of look at people in the front row and they're like laughing, laughing. But then like, oh, like, is this guy OK? And um, things started getting black and white to me. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I remember you're going my back le- in time on a television. I re- <laughs> Yeah, I was on the Andy Griffin show. I was like, <laughs> <"Do> you hear? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could not uh, focus. And I remember my last thought being, if you don't get off stage right now, you're going to be on YouTube. I swear that was my last, because I was going to go tumbling into the front row. And uh, I remember calling out for the MC. I forgot what his name was. And he was like, I'm here. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, come back out and see me again. And the, the crowd clapped. I got off stage. I remember I high-fived some guy wearing suspenders. I high-fived him. Went to the green room and just projectile vomited. And I don't Oof. remember anything for like 20 minutes. I was so dehydrated. Uh, that D- Denver does it to the best of, I mean, you're a mile in the air and you have to, I didn't respect it. And I got really sick. Yeah. I every
0: time I go to Denver or someplace with the high altitude, I go up a step or two and I remember it's yes. just like a, walking up to the, the front door, up the port, you know, the step on the porch. I'm like, Oh, or even to the stage, three steps to the stage,
1: just go up and you're like,
0: oh, lightheaded. headed. lightheaded. What yes, happened?
1: I'm doing, I'm doing my act laying flat on my back. Now that's my new thing guys. Yeah. So we had some stories we wanted to get
0: into today. Uh, you had zeroed in and keyed in on one of the stories that I saw uh, or ha- had been following somewhat as well. Uh, is, are you cool starting with that? Was the Jesse Smollett uh, let's, case?
1: Let's get into it, bro. I think I think it's 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 the it's the story that that is defining our narrative at least this week. I mean. <laughs> It's this is such a strange story and you you know, we always here on the show we use the word allegedly until anything's proven. Right. Uh but if you don't know, quick elevator pitch re uh recap, uh a- Empire actor Jesse Smollett. Um It's a, is that how you say it? I'm trying to be fancy, Frank. I, I you know, I, I didn't know how to say sweated and then so like I'm I'm trying to compensate by now. Becoming, becoming a Somali gay. Right. Uh, um but yes, uh, Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett, uh, a- actor on Empire, says that he was attacked by two men uh, wearing MAGA hats uh, in down in Chicago in the North Loop, where they were saying this is MAGA country. Uh, ba- and he basically uh, created a national firestorm when saying that he was a victim of this hate attack. He then produced evidence saying that uh, he had he had been receiving letters a week before. The attack, saying uh, from these uh, alleged suspects, saying that they were going to beat his blankety blank and blank blank blank, and uh, we watched this play out. And as it's um, unfolded, it 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 hasn't unfolded the way most, not the way most uh, hate crime uh, investigations unfold. It seems like the cops were initially very hesitant to. To name them as suspects, they were calling them persons of interest, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Of course, uh, Lee Daniels, who uh, who made the help, then um, put up a couple of tweets and Instagram posts supporting Jesse. Uh, and the country was behind him. But it seems like, uh, not seems, as the days have gone on, as the weeks have gone on since this investigation opened, um, there have been some questions from the police as to how forthcoming Jesse has been. Uh, they're saying that he gave a very redacted uh, phone, phone list to them uh, that some of his timelines of events didn't match up. And now people are uh, not people. Um, there is serious inquisition as to uh, whether Jesse did not orchestrate this himself uh, by hiring two people that he knows uh, their phone records that indicate this is at least a possibility allegedly. And, um, There's also there's also some evidence
0: uh, apparently from what I've read that uh, that the two they're two Nigerian brothers I believe yes who uh, there's evidence of them making the purchase of the rope uh, for this situation now let's let's preface this with uh, that. I think this is important to take into account. There are all kinds of terrible things out there happening, Um, hate crimes, hate, just hate and all that kind of stuff. So to take this stuff seriously, I think, is important at the very beginning. Correct. You agree? I think you always agree. You take that so serious. The problem. And our friend uh our, our friend uh uh chris spangle i'm saying this jokingly not that he's our friend but the uh libertarian from indy indiana um when he talked about the media is rigged this is where i think some people get that the media is rigged and say that everything was on board that this was nobody had any evidence but you have to take it seriously first you have to take it very seriously, and that was done. But then a lot of people jumped and started going with a, a narrative about the the MAGA hats and all this kind of stuff. And what it looks like now, and I'm not saying where anything is because I don't know. I I say you have to wait because maybe there's going to be another turn. I I don't know. As we've talked about many times, I don't know what's true and what isn't true anymore. What can happen? So this could take other twists, and something else could happen. Um, it does not look good for the story of Jesse right now, uh, in, it, I, I think. do in, in, it, it, you agree in your eyes? It looks, it looks difficult. But what happens is that takes away from everyone who is involved in something that's real, something that does affect people every day, and that there is the uh, there is this hatred out there, and people have the hate crime, and it looks to be. We don't know yet. But it looks to be like this is something that he possibly set up himself, and being as careful as this as I can, because again, I don't know, and I'm waiting to find out. I'm trying not to do the opposite now. And You're not doing to, the right thing. I'm trying to, uh, to 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 dance around it, but for good reason. But it looks like he's. Uh, he he may have gotten those. This is a little bit of piecing things together, and you might have touched on this. He got some letters that were racist, racial, and very negative, and it bothered him to a point where he went out and created this. Now, we're not sure if that's what it is, but it seems to be that. But to me, first and foremost, that seems like there's a problem with the person in yes. general. Right. I, I, I don't jump to and A lot of people are going to jump to see this is what happens in America now. And there's a problem. And I I think people do jump on board with some of these things, too. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, I do think the media a lot of times fa- finds race, racial stories and puts them to the top without. But they do this with other things, too. Not just that. But it's it, it captures attention. It gets ratings, but they don't get all the information first and people are out there that are supposed to be news. People are putting a lot of opinion into things and, yes. and I, I, listen, I get, I get, I, I don't get it a hundred percent on this because I'm not on that. I'm not in that world. Right. I'm, I'm just, ai don't want to say just, I'm, I'm a white guy who doesn't deal with what a lot of people of color have to deal with all the time. Uh, so I I can't, myself exactly in this person's shoes, but it it tells me something. I, I, I think something's a little off in him to do this, and I mean, that's and, and and there. Go ahead. No,
1: just a little off. I mean, this but I is... don't want
0: to. I don't want to say he's a terrible person. I want to say something's wrong. I feel bad for the guy, I, it, it, and laws, the law, and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I go something's wrong, and it could be that the 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 race, and he's is he's gay? Is that He's gay, black, and Jewish. So, he's got a lot of people saying probably terrible things to him. I've seen, I've seen it a, a lot. So, it's that can that can build up in a person, and it doesn't make it right. I'm just saying, the compassion in me goes. Okay, this is really bad. If this all works out to be true, on this um, that he did create this himself, but at the same time, I want to find out, and I hope this guy gets help. I think that's important.
1: I, you know, if you and I are thinking the same way, which it seems like it, we are, uh, this young man needs a lot of help. This, this situation is so dynamic because, you know, obviously we have one individual that if obviously the, what people are saying might possibly be true, that he fabricated some of the story. We have a young man that clearly needs a lot of help. But also because of his platform, uh, instead of like, let's say, a random 15-year-old kid that did this in Dubuque, Iowa, this story then got national attention. So it's going to get attention from both sides. And there's going to be a lot of people that will see him as a re- representation that Things are out of uh, you know when people say that things are out of control in this country, uh, that they're being they're hyperbolic and that like most of these things are are not factual and they're going to cite this case over and over and over again, which isn't I,
0: fair, obviously, right? I mean, you right. can't take one, but you're exactly, I think you're 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 right about that. That people will say, look at that, this case. If it turns out the way we're thinking it, it will, the way it's going right now. And that's not fair because there are lots of things that happen every day. But but realize this is this is where I think the media has to be careful as well, because a lot of people just jumped on this. And like I said, I'm taught I was taught this in journalism school when I when I was in college. That's what I went to school for journalism, broadcast journalism. And they if it I, I hate to say this in this case because it's serious and stuff, but if it bleeds, it leads. And if there's a, a, a racial element to it and it seems like a higher profile person, they they want to make a statement. That the media does. And sometimes you just have to wait and see what's going to happen. And you might not be first with the story. But putting that much opinion into things and then it doesn't work out, this could have been something that not everybody. And it just wouldn't happen in this day and age. right? It's going to happen. People are going to be out there. And I, what did you guys do on Daily Blast? Can I ask that? Did yeah, you,
1: it, it, it 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 was tough to talk about because, like you said, we're still waiting to find out all the
0: facts. I but- mean, in the initial, in the initial, where were you guys on this? Were you you personally? Because you have, it's hard to separate because of what's happened to you, and you've told the story. You haven't even actually told the full story, but getting uh, beaten up by cops um for no reason at all correct
1: yes correct
0: and so that's going to to tell that's how you're gonna look at things for the rest of your life because that's happened. it's never happened to me so i can't i don't have that i don't look through that prism or that life experience but for you and we all we all we don't want to believe somebody would go out there and just tell a story and make something up right and then it's heartbreaking if, if it does end up that way because you're going you've just set things back a lot and it's it's not even fair to the person it's not to because I, like i said something's wrong but it'll be used over and over and over by certain people and uh
1: un, unfairly to say this is what everybody does right i mean you know hate crimes are a real thing and I, you know that that was the question i actually had uh, for you is uh you know for as much as this is a difficult conversation to have I mean wh- what if you're Jesse's friend what's next for him like well how do you, how do you begin to fix this should these alleged uh, false accusations be true about you if you're his if you're t- his friend and you're trying to give him advice yes yeah, like what advice do you give somebody because I had a, a conversation with a bunch of comics this week about this and it's like this is almost in a weird way, worse than the the Kramer situation. Michael Richards? And yes, Michael Richards in that you know, he's alienated so many people. The hate crime community, black community, Jewish community, gay community, uh, his fans. But again, something's wrong.
0: Something's wrong with him, right? right. To do this, a, a a person in their right mind doesn't do it. That's the first thing I I think of is it's not. Listen, we all get these inklings to do weird things, right? You've got it. Like, I'm going to maybe I'll, uh, you know, know, throw this meat cleaver or something. You you just go. uh, But you don't do it. You don't act on it. When somebody acts on it, something's breaking down in reality. Um, I mean, it was a weird situation in the first place. It was freezing cold weather. He was out to get a sandwich. And uh, there, there were just odd things. So it, it wasn't it was kind of th- freezing
1: cold. It was a polar vortex. Polar vortex. You know, it was like the cold, the, the coldest Chicago's ever been. Like, think about that statement. And and Chicago
0: has problems right now, right? With relations between race relations are difficult there, especially with the cops. I believe from everything I've been hearing and reading, they've got to be ultra careful because. They've had some things go down that you're going, I don't know. Uh, I'm, you know, it's, it's weird. And they, so they have to be extra careful because of the history there.
1: Right. So yeah. I talked to a bunch of people in Chicago this week about this, and you know, what? two different people, oh, said I wasn't it. even thinking you were. Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. I was there. I was actually there. You were there for the, uh, the, the unfortunate uh, mass shooting in, uh, in, in Aurora, Illinois this week. But, uh, that's another depressing subject, but no, it, it's, you know, I was talking to two guys that live in Chicago. we we're, were not with, they both gave these separate statements. Uh, one was a white guy, one was a black guy. And they both said, when I heard that story, I was like, that sounds weird because that would never happen in the North loop.
0: Right. They said that that area is more gay people, very artsy people. Correct. And it's, it, that doesn't seem like, your classic uh i don't want to i guess i am categorizing kind of people but that group is not really the maga hat wearing
1: this is maga country people you'd kind of look out of place in that area that's what everybody was saying and this uh, these are from two people that live there currently like this isn't you know in this they they both said this so there must be something to it yeah i i mean i i i, I don't know i just i feel
0: I feel that there are laws and all this kind of stuff, but at the same time, a piece of me says something's, something's wrong. Something clicked in his brain that said, I'm going to act on this and do this, which I'll bet you we find out in the end, there's more going on there with him. Um, It could be, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't, it could be like a genetic thing or a chemical imbalance or something like that, or, or he's just had enough, of being treated poorly by people. I, that can happen too. I, I Listen, and not in the same way, but I'm the type of person who just listens and listens and listens in my own life. And I, I'm f- pretty well off and privileged and all that kind of lucky, all these kinds of things. You're um, also super talented. Don't forget that. And part. super duper talented. You forgot the duper. We've all seen your porn up clips. Um, but... <laughs> i forgot where i was going like you lost me on that one uh i but i am super duper talented that's how i wanted to end it i want to end it super duper talented let's end every show like that <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that that's we'll see where that ends up to my point is this we shouldn't be s- saying that this is the end already we should wait and see it got everybody into trouble got everybody into trouble with the kids in uh, Washington too, that group with the native American, everybody jumps on things. It's really easy to say. And maybe that's what even triggered. This was MAGA hats and talking about that. You just make it up and believe it's going to be news. Um, I, I don't know. I feel to me, it's again, I feel like we're in a simulation and the programmers are bored and they're just trying to see what we can do that. Or, the Russians planned this. This is all the Russians. Um, that's who's gotta be. It's gotta be the Russians. <laughs> They're they planted the video. They talked to these two Nigerian brothers, tremendous brothers. They're great guys. Um so we'll see see where that comes out. uh tough I think it I think a tough somewhat tough story to talk about, but at the same time, let's let's see where it goes. And like everything else. Let's not judge anybody till more information comes out. I, I, I think he, I think he doesn't look good. I get that, but at the same time, I'm going something seems off.
1: I'm going to ask you a, a, a weird kind of offshoot question, but I really want to know where your head goes on this. What do you think? We don't address mental illness because it's too nuanced.
0: Well, I don't. You always the reason uh, this uh, might not even have been my thinking a year ago, but since meeting you and you talking about mental illness, when we do talk a lot, um, that's where my brain went on this, because I think there is a reality to, we don't talk about that. And, you know, in Hollywood people, people, it's not real anymore, right? I mean, people bring you coffee. They bring you breakfast. They bring you lunch. If you're on a TV show, a lot gets done for you. And I don't know how much I've been in that situation too, where reality is different at that point. It's not, it doesn't seem real anymore. Everybody always seems to be treating you really well. And the ratings were down on that show as well, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's some of that thinking in, Hey, how long is this show going to be on? I don't even know. Maybe that's in the back of his head and, uh, it would be in the back of mind probably like what's gonna happen not to the point where i would make up a, a story but i don't know but I, as far as mental illness yeah i think nobody knows where to go with it because it's a, you can't blame anybody
1: we'd love That's to blame right we need to blame it's like you can't be like oh you know it because where does it end and where does it, if somebody uh, some famous guy or you know some attorney or senator cheats on his wife with uh with 10 waitresses he, he can say I'm a sex addict. Right. And he very well might be. But people kind of don't want to hear about certain men. But other ones, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I was worth, uh, I think, Antoine Walker, the former basketball player, he blew, what, $140 million, something like that? And he was gambling a ton with Michael Jordan. No one wants to hear about you being a gambling addict, but they will hear about you being an addict to, uh, to eating Tide Pods. We kind of mm-hmm. determine what we allow to be – consider crazy and what we we think you could just curb if you needed to right
0: yeah i i look at it i don't know i think that we love to be able to when there's a right and wrong or so we think but mental illness doesn't allow that mental illness is in the middle and you did something wrong because you're not operating properly or like everybody else would in that situation so it's it's a tough thing to even bring up and talk about because people, people can't, like I said, they can't give you blame and you can't, there's no bad guy, good guy in that situation. There's kind of a person who's off. And when you're, just, when you're off and you're not thinking clearly and you're doing things, you, there's a little bit more of feeling sorry for that person. And people don't know. It's almost like when you, you watch a, uh, a, a, a drama movie and it's dramatic. And then there's comedy in the middle of it out of nowhere. And it doesn't seem to to fit. Right. And then, or there's a little too much of that. And people are going, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? I don't know what it is. That's what happens with this. You go, is it a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he a victim? Is he a perpetrator? What is this person in this situation? And I, I know it'd be interesting to talk to, and again, this is where we'd like to eventually bring in some experts and get some information on that, some clinical people, and see what they think. Um, because I, us talking here as the average person and just taking Average. A, uh, slightly above average. As long, um, as long as you say below. Super duper talented. Average. Uh, yeah, I I think... I don't. I don't think they're ever gonna. Brand, I don't think they will because I don't think they know how to treat it. It's hard. It's hard to write that story. At the yeah, beginning, at how least. How do you can,
1: do it? it I. Yeah, I don't know. And like, what's slightly because I don't know about you. When did you start to realize? <laughs> it's a weird question, but yeah, I'll give you a second to think about it. I'll throw it out there and I'll talk for a second while you think. When did you start to realize that a lot of people that were in your or- orbit were a little nutty? When, when did I actually make, oh, wow. I think I was like a young like maybe like 10 or 11, like, oh, wait, this, 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 oh, this is the woman that talks really fast for no really reason. It's like, it was really flustered when we come over and, hey, Frank, how you doing? Okay. i uh, put your jacket. On. I'm sorry. I didn't, I forgot. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know you guys are coming. I was going to turn the oven on. Are you hungry? Like where you're just like, oh, why is she acting like that? You're like, oh, it's just a little nutty. She's harmless. But I think we all know somebody. This little nutty, your old school. Bus you only driver.
0: know one person. I feel like everybody around me is a a, a bit of a nut job.
1: Yes, uh, and me and Clint. I'm my sure point. I I try I'm to explain. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I try to explain that to my wife. She'll get mad at somebody. I'd be like, "You should be on their end looking at you. You're nuts. You're you're completely. You don't live in the real. world. We don't live in the real world. They look at the things we do, and we have a person who lives in our basement half the time. We have uh you know two yards are connected we have all kinds of things that nobody would ever do and we do them and it's normal to us so you can't put normal down because who, who knows what normal actually is? We don't see a lot of normal anymore. Uh, it, or what we used to see, you know, when you couldn't see what everybody else was doing, you just assumed everybody's normal. But now everybody bumps into everybody else and everybody's everywhere and everybody's just a nutcase. So, and like I said, I'm included in that as well. I, I look at some of the things I do and I go, that's just not regular behavior in the 19th, you know seventies. This is goofy. So... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think the age where I probably doesn't like, I look at my son now he's 14 and he seems to be at that time. My daughter's 12 and they seem to start realizing everybody around them is crazy. When you're younger, I don't think, you know,
1: well, I think it depends on you. I think because you're, you and your wife are adults. You, I think it's all about just holding off. Until you expose your kids to the real world. I think some kids get exposed when they're like three. They're like, okay, dad's been sleeping in the bathtub for four days. They they kinda but then you are a normal person and so is your wife. So we can lie to them about what the real world is, but it's a common. You know? Yeah.
0: All right. Well let's 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 uh power forward from that. Let's go to something a little a little more lighthearted, um, at least at the beginning here. I started watching and I started texting about this while I was watching it last weekend. I didn't catch it as much this week. I'm going to watch it again, but the, the new, uh, and we aren't a big sports show, but I think this is bigger than just sports. This is the new American uh, Alliance of American football, the AAF, which is a pretty, this year, th- this league for people who don't know what it is, it's a brand new league just started. It's affiliated with the NFL. So it's, um, not trying to compete; it's almost trying to become a minor league or a feeder league for the NFL, uh, which is uh, which is a great thing for the players. And the players are getting paid a decent wage. Mm-hmm. The they are they. One thing that you brought up to me that they talk about a, a lot. Well, I'll let you talk about one of the things that you were really excited about, actually.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, as people listen to the show know, you and I are actually friends off the air, and I was texting you. Uh, I, I was I turned to a game. Uh, I don't. I was in Chicago, so I could watch it. I didn't get. I don't get it on my cable package. And uh, you know, a player was down, and the announcers quickly kind of ran over the basic uh, contracts for most of the players, and uh, they were talking about health insurance and. They said, kind of like, don't worry, every player's covered. And I thought that was so such a humane moment. I think because these guys have helmets on and pads on, they're kind of these anonymous things that entertain us for two and a half hours, uh, you know, at a a clip. But I just, you know, this guy had clearly broken a limb. And, uh, you know, his teammates were around him. And just hearing him talk about, like, how how his family would be taken care of, I thought it was, like, a really cool moment. And uh, I don't know. I wondered, and I wanted to ask you, do you think if the NFL did a little bit better job of marketing as players, I know that it's hard because players have very short careers, but just kind of marketing them as human beings and seeing them without their helmets on, I think people would really get into that, like a storyline. I think maybe. Here's what I think is interesting
0: about this uh, new football league, the uh, AAF. You are rooting for people to make it out of the AAF and get to something bigger. I oh. think th- that's what they're, it is full on blue collar football. It is, they, they they're allowed to hit more. The quarterbacks are not making 45, you know, 40 million, $30 million a year, 25, $30 million a year. The quarterbacks are making what everybody else is making. And if a guy, so he's a, he's just a football player on this team you knock Aaron Rodgers out Tom Brady out you're losing a star in the NFL they're selling those major stars right they're selling Cam Newton they're selling uh, Russell Wilson they're selling the quarterback of that team so if that quarterback gets knocked out you're losing the big marketing on that team in this they're marketing the average they're making regular types of money they're making money that people can relate to as in hardworking American dollars, it, 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 like it's almost like a guy going to lunch or going, go you know, going to his construction job, working with hands, working hard all day, like bringing a sack lunch. In the NFL, you have people making twenty-five million dollars a year It's a wide receiver. People, people like the stars, but they don't, they can't relate. Right? There's no relating to antonio brown i love watching antonio brown but he's a multi 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 millionaire right at a certain point you go i i I don't know what it's like to be and i'm i've made a ton of money and i'm i'm very well i don't know any i'm not even close to that world where people so people lose that relationship to the player in this world in this um, um, uh, alliance of american football when they see the players they're like this is my guy this is my kind of person and i think the league i believe this i believe that this this year is probably going to be the weakest year because if you were in college no. and you for their level of players because if you were in college would you have left college this year for to go to this league if you don't know it's going to move on it's going to stay on no, let's say not you have two cuz you have to be out of the nfl for 3 years or you have to be out of college or high school for three years to be in the NFL. That's a rule. So that's in the, that's in the player's agreement um, in the, uh, the, the, uh, whatever it's called, the, the, the union negotiates that, but it's three years uh, removed from high school to be in the NFL. So, if you were a college player, you're definitely playing college this year. Some people are not meant to go to college, and that doesn't mean you're not smart. You might just not like taking tests. You might be great working with your hands. You might be uh, an auto mechanic in the future. This world, we need auto mechanics. We need people who can do all these sorts of things. That's not a negative whatsoever. Society's kind of told people that you, you are if you don't go to college. It's ridiculous. Um but some people are just meant to maybe play football and don't get the, the, that chance. So, this group of people, you can root for people. They're not mega stars. And I believe the stars, whatever money they make, God bless them. If you can do it, go for it and do it. I never, I remember having a friend who told me these players are overpaid, a friend's dad and i could i there might have been you know some race element of it to him too i, I don't know but I, I i it kind of felt like that in a way but I, it wasn't direct but uh- i always felt and i said to him if you can make the money and somebody's willing you to pay the money you take the money and you do. it's because you're worth something you must be worth it if somebody's paying it you're worth it to somebody
1: that's the that, thing like they, everybody says the players overpay but i'm like do they understand I, as somebody's from cleveland ohio and has seen what like lebron james does to a downtown right we've talked in terms yeah, yeah it's just it's it, it it absolutely but the, the the middle people who are great at what
0: they do and they create an element on the team or they they create excitement it may not be a lebron level but it it brings people in and it makes people excited about the team and the team benefits for it now next year or in two years with this league's been around for two years and you've been in college for two years and you want to start learning the pro system more and you don't want to go to classes anymore you can go play in this league now. You can probably make time and probably make a pretty decent. They'll probably start messing around with the contracts and paying people to come. You could be a person who's out of the league for a little bit. You don't think you're going to get a chance. They want you. There are going to be more and more people that see that it's pretty good football. And if I'm a player. And I've played a year of college. I'm not on a, that good of a college football team. I was thinking about transferring, where I'd have to sit out or something like that. And I'm good enough that I feel like, oh no, I made the wrong choice in this college. Uh, this college choice. Why wouldn't I go play for a system that's going to be very similar to what I might get drafted in the NFL?
1: Especially, and, you know what I love about this, and and please keep your train of thought. But you maybe think about this: think about if you're a college, uh, you're halfway through your career, and they fire the head coach and they bring in yeah. a guy that runs a totally different system than you, right? If you're, you're, if you're a fullback and they bring in a guy that runs the spread, you're done. Now you have, you have
0: something that's in your back pocket that allows you uh, a backup plan in terms of football itself it's just a regular job it might not be the superstar job but you have the chance to get the superstar job Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: it's it's like the minor leagues in uh, baseball and the G League and in basketball where there is a place and even even so They're trying to come up with these other leagues for basketball uh, that I think is great as well, where people can go and you don't have to have the choice because people always like we need to pay college players. I think that's a very difficult situation because there are only a few colleges that make a lot of money off of their programs. So they're going to get everybody anyways. And what are they going to do? Spread the wealth? It's just never going to happen. And the NCAA is not like it was when it first started they might have made a little money but now it's massive right so it's right it's not the same thing that it was but how are you going to pay a college player let's say you're going to pay a college player 50 grand a year well you pay a college player 50 grand a year or do you go and play in this league for 50 grand a year there is a, a huge benefit to getting that degree right if you go to a, a yeah. if you're going to duke and you have that and you're guaranteed that uh, for your life that you you can now finish at duke there's something to be said for that as well, but you might not want that. And now there's another way to go. You they're gonna start trying to pull kids, 18-year-old kids out of high school. And, you know, once they're done with high school, they'll try to go to these leagues because there's that XFL wow. as well. And you think about that; it's finally a place. It's what what they've needed, and the colleges aren't going to be any worse off for it. The colleges, people root for their colleges. They root. The team changes every two or three years, anyways. Completely. Yeah, all those guys are gone. Right. So you might lose a superstar here and there. Maybe, maybe not, because you have to pitch as that college coach. No, well, this is what we have to offer you, as opposed to this league. But at least the kids have a choice. And to me, that's more in line with what everybody else does when they, you know, if you want to be a carpenter and you're ready to go as an 18 year old, you can just go into that. But maybe you're going to be a football player. Now you have that, that chance. Now, again, you can't, you can't go back to college after you've made that choice to try and play in the semi, you know, it's pros, but it's the lower level pros, but you made that choice. And if you're not making it there, you probably didn't have that great of a chance in college. I don't know. Some people will make some bad decisions, but that's life. And you, at least you had the choice. You weren't forced in any direction. And I think that's a positive move. I'm sure there are uh, dissenters to that line of thinking. That's fine. But if I had that choice, I would probably as where, where my athletic level, I'd take the college, (laughs) but Hey, now you, like I said, you have this chance to do
1: a different path. And I think that's, that's, what's great about it. You hit it right on the head. It's just choice. And I think a lot of people that go to college for sports, they know they're not going to go pro, but I think they do that math. They're like, Hey, I can still go to this good school, play this game I love. And then, you know, be done in four years with no debt. So I think if you're going to football, if you're going to Clemson to play football, your major is football. That's what you're going to do you not going to be a French mate. yeah. So, so go live your truth. So, I think you're exactly right, and I love the idea that giving these kids choice.
0: Yeah, it's just it seems seems like it's amazing that it's that this is how long it's taken for it to come around, and I hope this league. I think this league because they're working with the F- NFL. I think it has a good chance. They're not trying to compete, and that's always been the problem: is trying to go against always. the NFL. Uh, it's just it's not going to work. So, staying in line with sports and uh, football as well. A lot has been um, being talked about with Colin Kaepernick with the settlement uh, with the NFL, which I I find very interesting in the first place that it's a settlement. Um, I understand that sometimes uh, settlements are because people don't want that bad press out there, although it seems there's a decent amount already. And I'm, as always, very conflicted. I think there's, uh, I think it's very complicated. Um, I think, and again, this is, I'm not saying this in any political terms, uh, for, this is what I, I, I would say about any president. I said it during president Obama. I say it during Trump. Uh, it's, I, I just wish the presidents would stay out of certain things. And when Donald Trump oh, talked man. about this, it's just no need to be involved in this. And some people would say, yes, it's America, but like but like this could have been on its own. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a resistance person. I, I'm i not pro Trump. I'm just like, it's, it's there. I don't know. I, again, the programmers are bored with Fonzie in the shark. Um, but so Colin Kaepernick has this, this settlement this week. Um, and people are saying I heard this, which is the most one of them. I heard this on some sports shows. They're like, Kaepernick should go play in the AAF. The I can't. I always want to call it the AFF, yeah. the American, <laughs> but the American Alliance of American Football. That the AAF, and like that's the worst idea in the world. He he's been out of football for a couple of years, right? He's I don't know if he's been training. I don't know what. But if I'm advising Colin Kaepernick. This is a silly, silly thing for people on sports radio to even say. No way does he go play. Take the politics, take the any of that out of this. If it was for some other reason, whatever. But no way, as a representative, do I say, go play in this league. Your risk is so far worse than your reward. You have to play great. You can only play great. And it takes away your argument that you should have been playing if you look bad or average right. immediately. Yeah, and he can't. he can't do it. And it's, it sounds like we're being unfair to the system or whatever. I know you, most people don't worry about the system, but the reality is my mom years ago got hurt at work. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a teacher's aide, and she was walking backwards in the hall, leading kids down the hall, and somebody had left something out. A teacher had left like a, a trampoline or something out, and she fell on it backwards, and she was out, hurt her back really bad, oh and had goodness. to take workman's comp for months and stuff like that. Her idea was, I want to get back to work. So she went back to work before she was fully healed and realized that she couldn't do work what she wanted to do and couldn't operate at the level she needed to. So she had to take time off again. And the insurance company said, no, you went back. You were okay. Oh my goodness. So she said, wait a second. I was trying not to be on workman's comp. I was trying not to take advantage of the system. And you're saying I have to take advantage of the system or I lose the system. So it's almost that same kind of thing. Hmm. Why go into this for, if you're calling Kaepernick and try and play you're rusty to start with, it's almost why he can't play. You know, he chooses not to do certain things anyways. Like why would you go into the league if it's not the perfect situation for you? I, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's right to not stand for the national anthem. I'm not saying it's wrong to sit for the anthem. I'm just saying in this to me, as a person go, going to, it's a bad. It's he's in a taste, and he's partially. And the owners have done it too, but they both put themselves in bad situations, or put him in bad situation where I don't know what he does. I don't know how he plays again, even right. if somebody wants him, because he's got to look fantastic, or at least better than average, and that's really hard to do when you've been out for a while.
1: Yeah, it. The only the only uh, response I might have to that is, or I do have to that is. Maybe he wants to play that bad, okay, it, yeah, yeah. And it almost makes it makes his uh, his stance with the anthem even more dignified in that he loved this game that much because he's a rich man. He signed a uh, a big contract, huge, contract. Uh, yeah. And so I think he, I mean, I think he's fairly well off. And with the other, he's got Nike campaigns. He's not going to work again day in his life, and that would be the only thing. You know, there's some guys that have to come back because they they're on the I have a mortgage tour. Uh, he's not like that. So I mean, the only thing, and maybe it's 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 so rare that we just don't see that much when somebody's so passionate about something that they're willing to do it as a desert. Almost when um when Jordan went and played for the Wizards, even though he right. actually did not play that well, I mean, play that poorly. Right, people it, people. He wasn't the superstar that he was, but he right. can
0: never he can never be bigger. Than what he is right now, unless he's a, a mega superstar in the NFL. If he went in and was above average, he t- actually or average. Let's say he's average at best. Let's say he's below average. He takes away from every iconic level that he's at for a certain audience. And oh, I realize that there are people that are uh, very against uh, the the stand. The, I don't. I don't know any people who are against. Um, who are? I'm trying to say this correctly without. Uh, you know, racial, um, what would you call uh, his, his whole stance is based on um, uh, police Uh, brutality
1: against black men. Right.
0: I I don't know anybody who is, who thinks that's a bad cause. Right. Um, I think people get upset about, well, there might be some people that there are, there are some people who probably are like, no, there's no such thing. But, other than that, most people I think get that that thought, whether they can understand it hundred percent or not. Um, like me, I, I've never lived it, so I don't know. But at the same time, um, the, 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 when you cross it with the anthem thing, then it becomes something to other people, and it was made even something more than that. But I don't know if he can become bigger. He's got the Nike campaign. He's got he's he's an icon. He's like he's a person that twenty years from now he's on a shirt. And nobody knows when it's got like different colors on the shirt and it's a symbol and nobody knows even what he did exactly or what happened. They just know he's it's like the what's the guy's name? Che Guevara. Yeah, I was going to say
1: he could be Jim's uh, like Jim Brown in like 2049. Just people don't even remember that he played. They just know he's a symbolic figure.
0: Yeah, well, Jim Brown ended up being an actor, like a megastar. I mean, yes. I saw Jim Brown at a in in Cleveland at the airport, just sitting there, and I, he he does not look like a the the, the, the he's not a smiley person. No, he's, he's just sitting No, he's there And he just has this face, and I wanted to go up to him and go, "You are the greatest," which I'm sure people have, but I and maybe he would have known who I was. Maybe he wouldn't have, and. I just saw him, I was like, ah, I'll just leave him alone. He looks like he doesn't want to be bothered. But for the best. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I but it's that it's that kind of thing where you're I think anything he does, he's 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 in a corner there where he can't be bigger than what he is. And what he is is uh he's an idea and to many people an important idea, to some people a controversial idea, but he's got Again, if he went to the NFL and was normal or below, you, how hard is it to be above average in the NFL? Pretty hard. How Pretty hard, hard is it to be great? And how hard is it to be unbelievably good to match your level of uh Ike the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I don't think you I, I I don't think you can it's even like a Tim Tebow and I know it's a different situation, but Tebow could never, you know, it, he couldn't be as big on the field because he wasn't good enough. And he wasn't he, he, not
1: even close.
0: Yeah. And he uh, so that's a situation. We're we're pretty far in today. We we probably gotta wrap up. I do want to hear, and we'll use this as maybe a a tease. Uh yes. at Al uh give him uh give him your Instagram and Twitter.
1: Okay. Uh you guys can find me on Twitter at Al Jackson or on Instagram at Al Jackson IG. And we got alanfrank.com. You can go there for all the information. I'm Frank at
0: Frank Caliendo on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. But like I said, everything will be there on Frank dot com. You so you texted me this, and uh, again, this is one of those things I looked at and I go, what in the what are you trying to do to me? You don't you want this this show to end? I. Uh, so explain this and we'll do this on the next show. Once again, we did, we were going to talk about, I think, uh, later this week is finally the conversation between Chris Spangle, who we had on, who's the libertarian from Indiana and David Houston, who I went to school with Dave Houston, uh, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And he was interested to learn more about Spangle and libertarianism, uh, and what the, what he, what those beliefs are, uh, or what he believes that all is. And they ended up doing their own little mini podcast under our name. It's and it's what we actually want from people. We want people to have conversations that might disagree, agree, and find points of agreement. N- not necessarily do it on our podcast, <laughs> but we want people to go out there and do it. So I I listened to it and it was uh, quite good and quite informative. And it's a back and forth. It's not like a praise fest. It's like, what do you think? You okay? This is how is this? And they're kind of like picking through and trying to understand. Uh, different sides of things, and hey I'm with you on this, but I don't get this. And we'll put that up later this week. Uh, we'll I'm do a little, we'll, yeah, we'll do a little intro. You haven't heard it yet because I haven't been uh, sharing the way I'm supposed to, like I was taught in kindergarten. But um, that's going to be up as well in this next week. I think that's a uh, Chris uh, Spangle. Whether you like his politics or not, very intelligent in terms of the. Um, Uh, knowledge of history and again it's through his eyes so you might be able to dispute some things then say that well that seems like opinion when it's it's presented as fact that happens with everybody uh but listen to it uh i think it's pretty good i i learned i actually learned a lot listening to it the the video has a few problems with it uh there it was right after the snowstorms were hitting and stuff like that so Mm Uh, a few issues, the video, I think we just go to stills for a while. We'll put that up as well, but that's going to come up later this week on alanfrank.com and it'll be on the podcast and we'll, we'll do a little intro for that as well. So this, this final um, tease that wasn't, this was something I don't know if we, you would plan to do, or if you were just teasing me with it. Uh, I mean, teasing that we were going to do it eventually and talk about it, the setup for it on the air. Go ahead. Give, give me, give me your, uh, give me your elevator pitch.
1: All right, uh, are you talking about the segment
0: that I want to talk about? Yeah, the segment of the, the texting uh, segment. I guess I should oh, let you Oh, know. I, w- I want
1: to do a segment called Two White Guys Read Texts from Two Black Guys. And that's the end of our podcast. No, 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 no. no that's not right. So, I thought that would have been a great
0: end. Uh, uh, wait, you know what? It is. That was the, that was That was the end. So, wait we can't end it right there people will be like, what why did you end right there <laughs> well all right, so it ended i'll I'll have them put some space we'll add, we'll tell Terry to nah i, I want tease to, he's too busy with i don't know what he's busy with, but he's always busy God so damn it. uh but so you i want to you don't want to tease what it is because i want I, I think I know what it is, but I want to hear you say it so I know I'm not getting it wrong in any way shape or form okay. and we'll do this this is something you want to do maybe next pot next week.
1: Yes, next week okay. we will do this. Okay. And tell me what it is. Good. I call the segment two white guys reading text from two black guys. And is it it's just exactly what it says? That's it. No context or anything. I just want you to pick any white guys in, that are floating around in your head. Oh, like can, do impressions with it? Yeah, whatever. Not even impressions, just whatever.
0: Okay. So just like a, just a, a regular kind of even a character or, or sounding. Yeah. I think it's gonna be better even me. Reading it as myself, I think that's because I will be, be so hilarious. I will be so out of sorts and just if there's anything in there that can get me in trouble, uh, real, realize there are some things I can't say <laughs> or even allude to. Uh, yeah, so um, let's be careful so we can keep doing the podcast. But I, I was very interested in it I and very that. scared at the same time because out of context, is going to be terrible. But I, it, to me, it's like, what the heck? I uh, <laughs> I uh, you'll you'll vouch
1: for me on this that you uh I, I'll vouch for you and I send you the text ahead of time that way you can prepare yeah
0: we, we can uh, maybe I can just somebody I don't like I'll have some white guy I don't like I'll have read it there you um, go <laughs> uh, I'm nervous about it but at the same time I'm I I can't wait to do it uh, as long as you stay in I'm sure you will stay in parameters because uh, we of like course. doing this too much um. So that's it. Uh, We will uh, talk to you uh, next week. And once again, the segment to look
1: forward to next week is. Two white guys read text from two black guys. (laughs) When we go out on a laugh. That's going to be awesome, man.